Hey, hello, my name is Kevin Rhodes. Hey, thanks for swinging by. My goal is to help leaders innovate by design. Hey, for whatever reason, uh, user research has been showing up on my radar a lot uh, for, the, for companies like are hiring researchers, which I think is just a sign of the maturity of the industry or the practice uh, in general. Uh, so it's exciting to, for me to see, see those disciplines being uh, brought into organizations. Um, so I've been doing uh, user research for a little over a decade, and it's just some things that I've learned along the way that I think might be helpful for you if you're just starting out in user research, uh, conducting user research, that um, I'm going to share with you my perspective or the, the way that I uh, structure an interview with uh, a research candidate. Um, so I'm going to give you the, the not the details on, you know, the XYZ and how to actually execute, but I want to give you the lens that I use to couch a conversation that opens up truly rich conversations. And that's the value of doing qualitative user research is the rich conversations. But how do you get there? How do you get from, hey, we just met to having a really rich conversation? So here's some things that I, that I try to incorporate in order to kind of open up those doors to have um, more meaningful conversations, which should lead to more meaningful insights, which is the whole reason you do use research to begin with, right? One primary lens that I look through when structuring a conversation, a research conversation, is I'm looking for ways, of course, to build rapport with someone. Um, and that often starts with uh, really low hanging fruit sort of questions, the get to know you kind of questions. Um, I want to deliver questions that I may not actually need from a research perspective, but I want to deliver questions that when I do, they are a bit of a gift. Um, they're, they're received and the individual can answer them. And my goal in asking the question isn't exclusively to get to know uh, someone or exclusively to mine data, but one of the primary goals of those early questions is to allow the research participant to answer in a way that they begin to understand what it's going to feel like having a conversation with me. And what I want from a research from a researcher perspective is for them to feel incredibly safe. So I'm going to lead with questions that um, that don't create tension. That um, there are easy and comfortable answers, and I want that answering experience to feel warm. If I'm answering the question, I want to feel accepted. I want to feel welcomed. I want to feel like my input is valued and appreciated. My perspective matters because it absolutely, absolutely does. That's the, oh, that's the whole reason we're doing research, right? Uh, is to set, set that stage early in the conversation that uh, someone can be comfortable and safe, emotionally safe to share something because the further we get into research, the more vulnerable I'm looking for someone to be with me. And I think that's the, the other, that's the second point I want to call out is that uh, as I'm building rapport, creating a sense of safety with the hope that the research participant will be vulnerable with me. And that might take a little bit of vulnerability on, vulnerability on my part uh, to, to, br to bridge that gap. But that's my hope. The more vulnerable someone is willing to be with you, the more candid they're going to be, the more honest and truthful and, and, and forthright they're going to be with their answers. 
which makes the research process so much easier when you have somebody just going to give it to you straight. You don't have to read through all the nuance. You don't have to try to read tone and that sort of thing, which is all part of the deal. You just have to do less of that work. Apart from parsing and coding the data, the more someone is comfortable and willing to be vulnerable with you, the more likely you're going to get a straightforward, honest to goodness answer uh, versus the kind of answer that, that you hate getting as a researcher, the kind of uh, answer that uh, your participant is giving you to posture themselves in some sort of light, uh, whether they're trying to uh, give you the right answer or that they feel is the right answer or the, the answer that's going to um, make them look a particular way. So the more vulnerable you can get with someone, whether they can be with you, the easier it is to cut through all of that other stuff that we just do as humans with each other. In order to to uh, elicit more vulnerability with people. My primary motive questions uh, elicit a story. So tell me about a time when you, as is a, a really common approach to get gathering data that I'll present a, you know, a research participant. Story mode is a different kind of question or it's a different kind of answer. When I'm in storytelling mode, I'm not trying to have, I'm not trying to calculate an answer. I'm not trying to calculate a right or wrong or that sort of thing. I'm just giving you a narrative. When I'm in story mode, my defenses come down a bit. So I look for opportunities to uh, have a participant engage with me in story. Uh, it allows them to have, be a little more vulnerable, a little easier, uh, fewer um, defenses are up. Um, all along the way, reassuring them that their insights and their vulnerability is meaningful to you so that they will feel safe and continue sharing the kinds of uh, insights that, that only this kind of research can give you. If you're building rapport and if you are uh, eliciting vulnerability, uh, and again, maybe you have to expose some vulnerability yourself to get there, um, th those two elements will often expose really rich and meaningful conversations. Sometimes that can be heavy. So when I'm planning the, the arc of an interview, I will look for opportunities to have a little relief valve. So if you might be in a emotionally engaged or even intense interview, uh, but I will, I will structure the interview so that there are, as things get intense, there are opportunities for either humor or, or something tactical. So uh, quite often, I, as a relief valve, I will reach for something like a card sort exercise, which allows someone to be work with their hands to move something around to kind of like decompress a little bit, think in a different mode, uh, just as a relief valve. Um, and again, supporting them with the idea that they're, they're not judged, uh, they're free to share, free to be candid, um, which leads me to uh, this final thought. And that is, I will explicitly ask for candid feedback. Here's the thing with this kind of research. Generally speaking, people are pretty nice. And they're going to operate from that perspective of, uh, I'm nice, you're nice, we're going to have a nice conversation. We're not trying to be uh, abrasive or, um, we're, I mean, we're strangers. So we bring out the, the, you know, the, the good behavior to interacting with strangers. Uh, sometimes that nice that nice posture is gets in the way of really candid feedback. 
I will be direct with research participants and ask them to be as candid as they are comfortable with. And sometimes just giving that invitation or that uh, uh, acknowledging that freedom to be candid will will elicit new levels of clarity in that feedback. People are actually willing to step into that space if you invite them into that space. So building rapport, uh, providing an environment that allows people to be vulnerable but then finding some ways to have a relief valve, but uh, kind of like posturing the entire conversation of, of an invitation to be candid. Um, I have found th- that approach to work really well for me as I do research. And hopefully that uh, is helpful for you as well. Uh, if you Again, if you found this conversation helpful, uh, hit subscribe and share it with somebody. And I'm also really curious to know uh, what particular approaches have helped you conduct really meaningful interviews or research interviews. Leave those in the comments below.